everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If you've missed any episodes of Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone, you've missed more great stories from some of Rush's closest friends, family, and colleagues. All previous episodes are available now on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast. Today on Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone, we take a look at the lighter side of Rush Limbaugh and the Rush Limbaugh show. You're going to hear from Paul Shanklin, or as Rush would call him, white comedian Paul Shanklin. Once Paul started up with the songs and everything, it just, I think we all know, is that Paul's talent was so good that they just said, okay, we got to hire this guy. Plus, anybody that's listened to Rush for the full ride remembers the early days, the humor that came from the homeless updates that came from the feminist updates, the gay community rights update. My favorite was the animal rights update. That was Rush and Mike Mamone creatively together doing something that later would just chafe the left. But we had so many laughs from it. Now, did Rush always have a wicked sense of humor? Yes, and you can hear that that humor inside the remarks that he was making. He was very witty. He was very funny. Quite naturally, he would find something humorous to say on many levels. I mean, things he used to say, politics is showbiz for the ugly. He talked about, he talked about the uglo Americans, which was just hysterical, but made a point. It was, it was, he would, he would find a way to pierce sometimes serious issues with a unique sense of humor. Rush would just let loose and we'd have, you know, we could spend two days talking about the Arkansas toe sucker and things like that. And it was hysterical. He, he had a great sense of humor about everything. 
whether you listened every day. You are at the EIB Network and the Rush Limbaugh program heard on over 600 great radio stations. Or every now and then. Nation's leading radio talk show, the most eagerly anticipated program in America. These are the stories you've never heard from the people behind the scenes who knew him best and loved him most. Rush Limbaugh having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have. Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone. Hosted by James Golden. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports our nation's fallen and catastrophically injured service members, first responders, and their families. Thanks to your generosity, the Stand Up for Betsy Ross campaign, a $5 million donation was made to the foundation to honor dozens of heroes killed or injured in the line of duty, protecting our communities and our freedom. That's shocking, that's disorienting, that's life-changing enough. But then the prospect of losing a home and losing everything else and not knowing where to go next, helping to maintain the nest, to maintain the home is one of the great offers of security that people in these circumstances need, and you've made it all possible. Your help changed lives forever for the better now I'm asking you to join Tunnel to Towers on their mission to do good for America's heroes and their families. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Any listener to the Rush Limbaugh Show knows that uh, parodies, fun, huge part of the equation and there has been no one over the years that has brought more fun in terms of parodies to the Rush Limbaugh show than the gentleman we're going to hear from today Paul Shanklin now Paul is not the only one that has contributed to the fun to the parodies early on the show we had guys like Doug Rice who sent in Ditto's Rush we had uh we had Paul Silhan and but when Paul Shanklin came on the scene everything changed we had shows, we had parodies, we had parodies like we've never had before, songs. This guy turned out to be, I don't know, a godsend. <laughs> he was something special. <laughs> hey, Paul, welcome to Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the Golden EIB mic. Well, thank you. And this is my, as normal as I ever get, normal voice. So this is what you said. Can you do one of the other voices? Maybe. Uh... Look, James, this ain't hard. Just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, okay, I have to ask you this. Look, James, you're going to have to get with it, okay? Pick it up or not. Thanks, Reverend. Uh, Paul, how did you first learn of Rush Limbaugh? How did you, how did you, where did you come in? Where did you hear the show for the first time? When did you, how did this happen? The first time I heard it, and I, and it was in the, it was in the early 90s. I can't remember the year, but I, I know who introduced it because it was the local show host at WMC 79 in Memphis, where I'm from. And uh, Oliver C. Reed, and he, he basically read the Wall Street Journal every morning for three hours, uh, so you didn't have to. <laughs> Great. And he uh, he got into uh, talking about this show that's going to come on. Yeah, it's this guy, it's Rush Limbaugh. I don't think there's much to it. Uh, it's a flash in the pan. He's not going to make it, uh, but, but give it a listen. And I listened. I was hooked, I mean, the first day. And uh, 
interestingly, I always thought Rush was a lot older than he was, not because of the way he sounded, but he was mature. Hmm. And that was a difference in talk radio. Somebody, somebody that was, I don't know, he just had a, had a sense of having been and, and had, a, had, a, had his own ideas of the way things were. Okay, so you listened, and oh yeah, you like millions of us got hooked to the show. What made you decide to? I want to contribute. I want to be a part of this. What what was what was that like? Well, I had I had been trying um, to to do something in local radio for some time, and uh, and I'd pretty much given up on it. Uh, my friend Mike Ramirez, uh, he's a, a I have to say, he's a two-time, so that I get this right, two-time Pulitzer Prize winner uh, for being a political cartoonist. And we'd play golf together, and when he was, especially in the short game, or on tee-off, either way, I'd say, wait a minute, you ain't doing that right. Let me help. And mess him up. (laughs) Because he's a natural athlete, I'm not, so it was the only way I could win. And he kept, he said, you've got to get into radio, you've got to get in. So he introduced me to people, and I'm Particularly, uh, or I used to be shy until I learned it didn't pay, and uh, uh, I, I, I just uh, it just never could find anybody that would let me on their show. And uh, it was in the September of 1992. I was at the fair with my wife, and uh, we walked up to uh, to a guy off the midway, and uh, <laughs> it was Kenny Bozak with Oldies 98.7 here in Memphis, and he. Uh, he he was at this booth. It was the Do Your Moo contest for Turner Dairy. And he was stuck there recording people doing their cow moo as they came off the midway drunk. And uh, then they were later going to have a moo off, uh, which I didn't win, by the way. But I said, uh, yeah. So he said, do you want me to? <laughs> he, he said, uh, I asked him this. And he goes, so what's going on? And he goes, oh, you know, the cow moo. And then, you know, we'll have a moo off. I said, do you want me to moo like Ross Perot? And he said, yeah, whatever. So I said, look, I'm only going to do this for the volunteers. So here it goes. <laughs> Wait, I did the volunteers. Can I start over again? And he said, would you talk to our morning guy? That was great. So uh, I was on their show. And, you know, of course, local radio doesn't pay anything. You know, you got, might get a, a free half of a steak and a third of a baked potato with this coupon. You know, I think. They give me all kinds of prizes to go out to eat and all that kind of thing. And it was fun to do whatever I wanted to uh, for local radio. And uh, But, of course, Ramirez had bigger plans for me. He kept bugging me for eight months. you got to get on the Limbaugh show. you got to get on the Limbaugh show. got to get on the Limbaugh show. And I said, yeah, okay. Well, I'd done some songs, and I, we recorded several things and, and had them on tape. And uh, so we put it all into a – it was on you know back in the ancient days and quarter-inch tape. And I sent a tape to Johnny Donovan, waited a week, didn't hear anything, and called Johnny Donovan. And it went something like this. Hello? I said, oh, this is Paul Shankland from Memphis. I, got this, I sent you a thing. And it's just... Nope, didn't get it. Send me another one. So I hung up and dutifully got together the same stuff, put it in a package, FedEx all the way up to New York, waited a week, called again. Nope, didn't get it. Send me another one. <laughs> Send him a third tape. I'm persistent. I might not be much of anything else, but I am persistent. Send him a third tape. Called him and he, he said, uh, yeah, we got it. It was great. Uh, we'll be in touch. <laughs> and I was kind of dejected. I kind of gave up. And Ramirez said, you didn't, you didn't do any voices when you called? 
I said, no, I didn't do any voices when I called. He's he's real busy. He's got this big voice, scary big voice, just like James Golden. <laughs> scary big voice, and I don't know what to do. And I just so I just hung up the phone. He said, call him back and just do Clinton. If you call him back and do Clinton, he's gotta he's gotta listen to you. So I called him back. He said, Hello, Johnny, this is Bill Clinton. And I know you and Rush are really tight. And for some reason, he and I have really fallen out over this gaze in the military thing. Can you talk to him and put us back together as friends? <laughs> and he said, who is this? I said, this is Paul Shanklin from Memphis, Tennessee. He goes, that was great. Could you send me a tape? <laughs> <laughs> honest truth. That's the honest truth. And I've been pulling his leg ever since. Uh, <laughs> and that's how I got started. He's, he he kind of coached me. Uh, you know, I I didn't know a whole lot about radio, and and uh, Johnny's been my mentor and coach and guide uh, all along, and uh, we've had so much fun together. Uh, although I have driven him a little crazy from time to time. When did you start doing voices, Paul? When did you realize you had a talent for this? Well, uh, <laughs> the thing was, it was something that came natural. My my mother's family were Marines and postal workers, and she was a chemist. So you can tell that was not the humorous side. My father was a veterinarian, and uh, his my father's side of the family, they all do that. I mean, they were known far and wide for what they call in the country, mocking folks. And people didn't like people that mocked folks. And uh, <laughs> when I worked on the farm, Tommy Swain, we used to say, Paul, you mean and hateful. Because uh, <laughs> I did his voice, you know, and uh, I, I'm not, I was pretty scrawny, so, and I was the youngest of five kids, so uh, my best defense was uh, satire. Chance encounters, unusual circumstances, and seemingly unimportant events change the course of history every day. Let's find out what happened on. This day in history. So, you're having a good time. Oh, yeah. You were right about Epstein. He puts on a real swanky party. But he sure has a lot of kids to send to college. Oh, they're not his kids. They're masseuses. Whose? They're paid to give massages for guests. Oh, you should get one. Oh, no, I... I can't imagine. I, I've never. It will relax you. You'll really like it. Do you really think I should? Absolutely. It'll become an obsession. And that's what happened on This Day in History. Soon, the biggest tell-all since Jeffrey Steele's dossier is not hitting the shelves. Hmm. Still mulling it over by Robert Mueller. <laughs> How can a story written to protect a corrupt former FBI official <laughs> by an equally corrupt former FBI official be true? <laughs> Find out when it's leaked in little bitty bits <laughs> leading up to the midterm elections. <laughs> Learn how quotation marks in presidential tweets <laughs> have actually possibly been used to obstruct justice. <laughs> That this isn't the only hotel bed in question. Hmm. And that Republican and Russian are both spelled with an R. <laughs> if half the bias sources in this outrageous tell-all are true, Donald Trump will lose House and Senate seats 
We hope. Mm-hmm. Unofficially leaked by Robert Mueller to the press from now till November. Mm-hmm. Still mulling it over. <sighs> Quoting anonymous sources in Russia who sound suspiciously like the Clintons. Mm-hmm. Over the course of this series, we've been hearing the biographical journey of Russia's life, narrated by some of his friends, family, and fellow broadcasters. Today, author and former radio host and fellow Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Neil Bortz. The Life of Rush Limbaugh, Chapter 7, narrated by Neil Bortz. When you think about what it means to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, you might think first of legendary names like Ruth, Aaron, maybe Montana, Marino. Here's a few more for you. Freed, Harvey, Limbaugh. That's right, members of the Radio Hall of Fame, and Rush Limbaugh is obviously right there, a member. But unlike the others who typically have to wait until the end of their careers, it was clear early on that the Hall needed to make room for Rush after only five years of syndication and overwhelming record-breaking success he became part of a prestigious class of inductees in 1993 for a guy from cape Girardeau, missouri fired from his first seven radio jobs before finding any sort of success behind a microphone the entire experience was nothing short of humbling. So many standards of excellence have been set by previous inductees, including tonight's, that all I can hope to do is try to approximate them as I go through my career. And if I am one day judged to have done that, then I will consider it to have been worth it in a success. I say what I say to the American people, and any chance I have a chance to speak to them, I do. And I am so grateful and so honored. Regardless what I mean to them, I am certain that I will never mean as much to them as they mean to me. After patiently waiting through a critical introductory speech from Sally Jesse Raphael based on their political differences, Rush confidently strolled up to the podium and delivered an acceptance speech full of class, grace, and gratitude. In the speech, he offered his thanks to the American people, family, and colleagues, and ironically enough, his competition and those who disagreed with him. When I came to New York, there was one man, I said, here's the standard, that's what I'm up against, here's who I consider my competition to be. If Larry King had not shown that syndicated talk programming would work, I wouldn't have had the chance. I thank Larry King as well. I thank all of you. Thank you so much for allowing me to run long. Thank you. No matter if you're an athlete, a musician, or a broadcaster, being inducted into the Hall of Fame is usually the crowning achievement of a long career finished as you head off into the sunset. But for Rush Limbaugh, it was only the beginning, with still more than 25 years of excellence in broadcasting to come. Hey, James Golden here. You know what? It's time that you treat yourself to a little bit of luxury. You know the company. It's MyPillow. But what you may not know is that MyPillow makes more than just the incredible pillows that have captivated America. They make sheets. And these aren't just any sheets. These sheets are smooth. They're soft. They're comfortable. You'll look forward to getting under these sheets every night. I know I do. MyPillow Giza sheets have a luxurious feel you're going to love. Get yourself the luxury. Get a set of these sheets. They come with a 60-day comfort guarantee. Pillows, sheets, don't forget the incredible slippers from MyPillow. They're available from MyPillow. They have a level of comfort 
you need to experience. Log on to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and use promo code ICON. Lots of incredible offers there now. That's MyPillow.com, promo code ICON. Paul, I want to talk about the one that generated the most controversy, and it remains one of my favorites. You know what that is, don't you? Not that song. That song, yes, I that song. Let's talk about that. The song, oh, that gosh. song. That is, yeah. Brock the magic. Ne- That's actually the thing is, is that you. I I learned a very important lesson with that song. What did don't, you learn? Don't quote three Democrats in one song. <laughs> well, have, I quoted the guy who wrote the piece, Barack Obama, the Magic Negro. I quoted Joe Biden, and I quoted Al Sharpton. And I got in more trouble than I've ever been in, in, uh, well, since at least seventh grade. Barack the Magic Negro still, still remains up there. I think it may be my number one favorite that you've ever done. And part of it is because of the insanity that it created. The left went absolutely berserk. More than once. It was... Yeah, it was a song that was written from a piece that was written in the Los Angeles Times. And the columnist wrote it. matter. Yeah. Well, what kind of flack did you get from it? I I was on vacation when it really got big. I put it on an album and it uh, it wound up at a a, uh, Republican event and uh, somebody got wind up and given out by a friend of mine just giving out my album. And of course they looked down it and some other Republican, no doubt is the one that turned him in because they were all vying for the, uh, the GOP leadership uh, position, uh, party, party chairman. And uh, somebody freaked out and, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And there's a good bit of quote from everybody that other than me that was involved in it and how Sharpton felt about it, how Joe felt about him being bright and new and clean and all of that. And uh, I had somebody say, well, is there anything you, uh, uh, if you had to do it over again, is there anything you would do differently about the song? I said, yeah, really there is. The bass is a little tubby, kind of in the 200 <laughs> range. <laughs> All right. You do a Wicked Louis Farrakhan, the Million Man March, and Louis Farrakhan is yes, sort of friend. the mist. Mm. Oh, yes. You know, that's where I got my greatest compliment one time. The greatest compliment I ever got was when... Uh, my mother called me and she said they played Louis Farrakhan on the Limbaugh show today was was that you? Oh wow <laughs> my own mother didn't recognize my voice <laughs> that is awesome hello my sister, hello my brother I'm a crazy crazy man in a sea of misdirected candidates trying to unseat Donald Trump, only one has proven she can win Hillary Only Hillary can win over moderate liberals, progressives, and socialists by reaching out and pretending to be whatever you want her to be. She can be a hawk, a dove, a sophisticated Yankee, or a dyed-in-the-wool, pig-riding Southern Democrat. And since 2016, she has proven she can endure the physical rigors of the campaign with some assistance and ADA-compliant ramps and elevators. In the fight against Donald Trump, It's time to bring our best. It's time to have a proven candidate. It's time for Hillary. 
Uh, Joe? Uh, Joe? Uh, don't clap. She's running against you. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what was I thinking? You weren't. We now take you behind the scenes with Governor Andrew Cuomo. Let's listen in as he gets an important call from a close advisor. Uh, hello? Andrew, I need you to do something important. Hey, Ma, I'm kind of busy right now. I got to respond to some stuff. Some stuff of your tongue down a cutie's throat? You respond to me, and I might have saved your behind. I want you to build up your constituency by coming to the home and... I know, and talk to the little old ladies in the retirement home. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it, Ma, I get it. But I can't right now. Not exactly. Uh, lots of lonely women here would appreciate some of that special attention from you. A little huggy kissy will go a long way to rebuild your political image. What have you got to lose, Andrew? The governorship? Um, Ma, I can't... I can't I'm busy. I can't, you know, I, I can't... Uh, is Saturday good? Join us next time. Our microphones take you behind the scenes. Well, listen, Paul, this has been spectacular. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you. Let me let me ask you to leave us with this. Your thoughts, your thoughts about Rush Limbaugh, who he was, the impact, the the funny. Your thoughts about working with the show, and what you have gotten out of the experience of working with Rush on the Rush Limbaugh program. Well, you know, it's it's one thing for us to be you know in the background. And, and, you know, we had our contributions. People knew we did things, but he took all the arrows. And that's hard uh, to, to have personal, you know, people writing articles. And I got a little of that on the Magic Negro and some other stuff that I had done, but I, I didn't get it for decades. And, and uh, to have the thick skin and still uh, hold your values up, uh, that, was, that was amazing. And how he's different to me than and many other uh, show hosts, uh, was that he was interesting. Um, you know, we all kind of knew it, what the news of the day was because we were watching Fox or we we're listening to something else on before the show and we're thinking, what's going to rush us about that? He might, he might talk about whatever the news of the day was for 10 minutes. Then he would go to what he thought was important and it'd be something completely different and more interesting and more informative of behind the scenes and all that. But he was interesting for three hours a day. I had to do that. I mean, that's it, it seems easy, but you've hosted, you've done some things in radio that and I haven't done. I've done a little bit of hosting for local radio here, and it wears you out. It's not just, you know, you get in front of a microphone and talk. Oh, gosh. It is exhausting. you got to have something to say that people will. you got to be interesting for three hours or actually interesting for five minutes because somebody will change the channel. So, I mean – he was he was just amazing like that. And again, the fact that he would, you know, he would praise me, but he would let me do, you know, what I what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and it didn't uh, get in the way of that at all. Um, oh, oh, at one time, though, Kit, uh, Kit said, yeah, this this girl. She's uh, she works for the show. She's got an idea. She, I'm going to send it to you. And, you know, just 
do what you do what you want to with it. And and uh, and, I, and it was actually pretty good. And I I used it and and then uh, uh, this time I got it uh, I got it from Rush, and uh, he, he said, yeah, I want you, I want you to do this. This this same girl's name is on the uh, on the email. Um, let me look at it, and I, I might. And I, I emailed him back. I said, "Well, look, I like it. I really like it, but I might change uh, a rhyme or two here because I'm thinking this and this, this, this." And I wrote it up and kind of changed. It. He goes, "No, don't change anything." <laughs> <laughs> it was the John Edwards song. I am woman, <laughs> and it was written by Catherine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and of course, kid had never told me who she was. <laughs> <laughs> and I told I told Angie I said, well, what what in the world? I said, yeah, Rush doesn't want to change anything. This girl wrote. She goes, probably his girlfriend, Paul. And I went, well, I, heads up then. And Kit Kit admitted to it after that. He goes, yeah, I did tell you. <laughs> <laughs> How funny! Oh, that's awesome. Well, Paul, this has been a real treat. Those of us that have been with the show for so long, all of us, we we all love you. You're a joy to work with, and and we've enjoyed your parodies too. Even though we've heard all of them over and over, 20,000, 30,000, well, yes, during the commercial break. Oh, yeah. But they never cease to entertain. Well, thank you. That's and real... you have an amazing talent. Well, it's, I'll either go to jail for it or the neighbors will get me. Well, the neighbors might come get you, but they'll do so with laughter. Thank you so much for being with us, Paul. With laughter, as they use their pitchforks. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you. Is it really true? Are you really a harmless, lovable fuzzball? Totally. Totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one of the nicest, sweetest, quietest people you would ever meet. I'm one of the most <laughs> humble people that you would ever run into, Riley. <laughs> She's laughing, but it's, it's it happens it happens to be the truth. You asked, and I wouldn't lie to you about it. Yep. If I were a mean person, I would tell you, and then I'd hang up on you. <laughs> okay, my mom's wanted to marry me since she was 15. Since she was 15. Well, how old is she now, 18? <laughs> Thanks for sending me his used Limbaugh letters. Wait a minute. He's sending you his used Limbaugh letters? Well, Xerox copies. I'll tell you what we'll do. We will send you a subscription and charge it to our production budget. We'll take it out of Johnny Donovan's budget. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what let's do. I've got a better idea. Dan, here's what we're going to do. Okay. You must organize a bake sale. Are you married? Yeah. Does your wife bake? Well, yeah, but she hates your show. That's another reason I can't get the letters. She won't let us put the finances to it. Then it is up to you to go out and earn money independent, okay. independently from your wife. So have her you know, bake some stuff and don't tell her why. This is this is a great way to get even. I was a smoking DJ. I was ahead of my time. I kept getting fired for playing music I liked. Yeah, those were those were those were fun days. But here we go. It's the Rush Hawkins singers, and thank the Lord.
Lives Matter singers. singer from Dallas, Texas. We had no idea it was coming. It just came in one day. Uh, so, so did so did uh, thank the Lord Rush Limbaugh. It just came in one day. It, it, it just blew me away. You know, the update, which was a musical portion of the program, one of the principal ways that I pioneered combining politics with comedy and music. A lot of people have done it since, but... It first happened here. The combination, serious discussion, irreverent humor, the playing of rock and roll music on uh, programs that people thought the audience would not be interested in, pioneering stuff. And it was used to educate, to laugh, to create humor, and also inform people of things I wanted them to know about the left. Barney Frank update time. Homeless Ain't got no Sometimes I sing with this I'm a lonely frog Bring out home General Dinkins update theme. There's a holdup in the Bronx. Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. There's a scout troop short a child cruises to an idle wild. General David Dinkins, where are you? It's time for a timber update. It's time for a gay community update theme, folks. A vocal portrayal here by the late and great Klaus Norman. This is our animal rights update theme. Andy Williams in his elevator shoes with the truth. Peace update. Slim Whitman sings. When the sun shines on the mountain and the night is on the run. A feminist update. The feminazis are livid at me because of, well, general principles. That's how 
we taught. That's how we laughed and made uh, people aware of the mockery of the left and what they really were and what things they believed in. And we occasionally go back to the Grooveyard Forgotten Hits and relive it. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is getting good. It's getting good everywhere out there. I have just about laughed myself into paralysis here about 10 minutes ago when Snurdly brought me something that's in the New York Daily News today that I missed on the lesbian farmer story. <laughs> when you hear this, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to explain this to you without cracking up. It's a New York Daily News story. Rush Limbaugh warns Obama regime is sending government-paid lesbian farmers to invade red states. What they're trying to do is convince lesbians to become farmers, he told listeners. There's a specific sinister motive to the shift Limbaugh claimed, ruining conservative voting blocks. And then I said, I'm like you. I never before in my life knew that lesbians wanted to be farmers. I suspect what really ticked them off was my next line. And like I say, I could have thrown in things like about zucchini and, and, and carrots and any number, but I didn't. I kept it above board. The next line was, I never knew that lesbians wanted to get behind the horse and the plow and start burrowing. That's probably what ticked them off. <laughs> I never knew that lesbians wanted to get behind the horse and the plow. I even laughed at my own line when I read it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone. Our thanks today to our very special guest, Paul Shanklin, the witty, the creative, the white comedian, Paul Shanklin, who has been a part of the Rush Limbaugh show for these many years. Next episode, a real treat. We're going to take you behind the scenes with two people that have been with Rush for decades. Rush referred to them as Coco and Cookie. You'll find out who they really are and what they did with the Rush Limbaugh show on our next episode. Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the golden EIB microphone, is produced by Chris Kelly and Phil Tower, the best producers in America. Production assistant. Mike Mamone, and the executive producers Craig Kitchen and Julie Talbot. Our program, distributed worldwide by Premier Networks, found on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is James Golden. This is Bo Snurdly. This is James Golden. I'm honored to be your host for this and every single episode of Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the Golden EIB microphone. Thank you for being with us. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.